welcome to Guitar Radio Show. 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 Hey, this is Doug from King's X, and you're listening to the Guitar Radio Show. May the groove be with y'all. Just a little preface before we start this interview. Just wanted to let you know that, you know, in in 1988, a very dear friend of mine went ahead and, and turned me on to this next band, King's X, and forever changed the way I heard music. And uh, it was something that was very special between me and this particular person. His name was Jerry Vega. And... Uh, he was a guitar player that I played with for many years in my band Teaser back in New York. And uh, he passed away a few years ago, and I miss him dearly. And King's X was the thing that we shared, was the thing that we always went to shows together. We never missed a show together. And, um, and I know that he would be thrilled to know that I got to interview Doug. And uh, so this episode is for Jerry. God bless you, brother. Enjoy the episode, folks. Peace. Okay, everyone, welcome back to Guitar Radio Show. Well, if I never do another interview after today, it'll be just fine. This is a conversation I've been waiting to do for 10 years since the show started. Our next guest and his collaborators have been a constant source of musical inspiration for me since 1988. To me, they are architects in the sonic realm. They have a new record that we've been waiting for for a while, and I gotta tell you, it's been well worth the wait. I can't believe I finally get to say today, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Guitar Radio Show from King's X, Mr. Doug Pinnock. How are you, sir? Hello. I'm doing great. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So, here it is, 14 years later. Yeah. It, I mean, in some respects, it was like, you know, time is so strange because it's like it's a blink of an eye. And then in other respects, it's like, oh, we're waiting so long. But this is so great. (laughs) Thank you. 
Um, does it feel as good for you as it does for us as fans? You know, I, this is, I mean, this is what, 14, 13 or 14, and it's been 14 years since we did a record and we've been touring and living our lives, doing what we do. It's sort of like, I'm not feeling a whole lot other than I'm glad we got a record for the people that have been waiting for so long because they've been complaining for so long. You know? <laughs> so, you know, finally, I'm proud enough to say, here it is, guys, you know, enjoy. And uh, and I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, make another record. We just, you know, we go at it and make another record the best we can with whatever we're doing and whatever we've got. Um, we try to make it, we try to own it, whatever mood we're in, you know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever climate the band is in that year, you know, because mm-hmm. we're human. So we go through different emotions. Everybody goes through their own problems like everybody else does. So every record has its baggage that inspires us, <laughs> you know. Sure. On this record, you know, this record's been 14 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we kind of... We kind of spewed it out there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I I was going to jump into this a little later, but this record has aspects of world commentary. You know, the the lyrics are very topical. You know, all God's children, uh, flood part one, let it rain. Um, And then, of course, a very hopeful wish of uh, every everywhere at the end of the record. You know, you know, I, I, that's something I've always appreciated about your music uh, is that it, it 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 also reflected what was going on in our lives as you know. So it, it made you guys very human to us, which is <laughs> which is really good. You know, I mean, you know, you guys are going to be here in Austin in November. At least that's what you're scheduled yeah. for at this point. And, um, you know, I've. Uh, I've seen you guys over 70 times. I was trying to Jeez. count. Yeah, I've tried to count it. I've, I mean, when you when I was living in the tri-state area, I would follow you guys around. So you do a show on Long Island, New York, Stone Pony maybe in in, uh, in New Jersey, and then maybe you do Toad's Place in Connecticut, and then we'd follow you down to like Hammerjacks or something like that, you know? Wow! Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, and we would you, know, you 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 would you would have been able to ch- uh, point us out because we were the ones that were dancing around like Krishnas, you know. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, singing the lyrics to every song. You know, uh, the very first time I saw you guys, well, I saw the first time I saw you guys was in a club on Long Island. It was like fifty people in the room that could have held three hundred, and yeah. it, it was it was mind blowing. And then the very next night we saw you at Lemoore's in Brooklyn. And the place was packed. I stood next to Scott Ian the whole night, and we sang every single lyric to every song from the first two records. It was for That's the so cool. it was for the Gretchen <laughs> tour. It was for Gretchen. Um, so with the new with this new tour and the new record, how many of the songs from the new record will we see in the set? We're gonna try to do all of them. No kidding. Not, not sure if we will be able to do the whole whole thing, but because uh, we have other songs we have to do too for people. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we plan on doing as much as we can. I would say like 80 percent if we can pull it off. Wow, that's fantastic. That's that, what we always did it though. Anytime, Kim yeah, Kim that's true. Put a record out, we would always like play most of the record. That's true. That's true, especially if you were doing a, a headline date. For sure. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I've listened to the record, I guess, about 15 times now. And like most King's X offerings, I, I continually 
I continually vacillate as to what my favorite song is for the day. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm currently loving uh, Nothing But The Truth. Oh, okay. And, and, uh, and Give It Up. And, ah. Um, the Nothing But The Truth, I, it was, to me, is like this reimagined R&B vibe thing about unrequ- unrequited love, you know? Yeah, that's that's what I was going for. Yeah, you got it. Uh, and that's <laughs> thank you. And then that break, you know, we think the song is over, and then there's that break, and we hear you scream, "Oh my God, it's oh. such a great break! It's such a great break." <laughs> um, but give it up, give it up gives me the most classic King's X vibe. Um, Tell us a little bit about that song. I know there's a, there's a little story behind that tune. Um, you know, this is probably a story behind every song. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, this this song, you know, I just wanted to write a real simple song that you could just dance to and have fun with. Nothing, no brainer, you know. Yeah. And uh, and lyrically, the chorus is pretty simple. You know, just give it up. Just you know, I was thinking, let's just lighten up a little bit and stop being so heavy about shit. But. <laughs> But the verses, you know, the verses are basically I'm I'm over seventy years old now, and 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 all of a sudden mortality is in my face, and and uh, I have seventy plus years to look back on to learn from my mistakes, mm-hmm. and 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 you know how quick it got here, and now it's going to be over before I know it, so I want to make the best of it and really grab the horn by the bull you know the mm. bull by the horn and uh that's what this song's about you know yeah um <laughs> and it's self-explanatory oh it is it's it's, it's such a good song you know um but i was reading a thing that you know that you were like kind of uh being kind of introspective in the fact you know like chris cornell had had taken his life and and uh and that it was you was that was giving you you know pause and about how fragile life is and that it's this whole idea of of you know i gotta give i just gotta give it all up i gotta give it away you know so to speak is just yeah and be in the moment yep you have to that's all we got yeah it's true um ozzy osbourne's got a new record out and there's a line i think he says that uh we uh the past was horrible. The future is uncertain. Uh, what the future is horrifying, and and what happened to today? I think it was something like mm-hmm. that. That's pretty cool. New Ozzy album is lyrically, it's really good. It's a and, great, it's a great record. Yeah, and the guitar players yeah. on there are insane. Um, yeah. Uh, in the early days, when I would meet somebody, and I was always like. I was I was like kind of on the street team for King's X in the early days, <laughs> you know. I would I would I would always be turning because someone turned me on to you guys. A very close friend who's no longer with us turned me on to you guys, and we would go to every show together, and we shared King's X was our was was our was our thing, and he would love the fact that I'm talking to you right now. And and um, but in the early days when I would turn people on to you guys who hadn't heard you yet. I would say this, and I hope you take this in the best possible way. I would say this. Imagine if Sabbath, the Beatles, and Sly and the Family Stone all met at a church function and decided to make a baby. 
Well, I think you nailed it better than anybody ever has. Because <laughs> I mean, better than because that's basically what I tell people, but they don't seem to register. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, that's that's the big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, their response was their head would snap back and be like, "What? What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" I'm glad that you you see it the same way that I do. That's that's really really that's amazing to me. That's well, it's amazing. only because the truth. You know, Slam Stone Stone is my favorite band, and 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 the Beatles was Ty and Jerry's favorite group, and and Black Sabbath is kind of was the middle ground for all of us. Yeah. You know, it's like whatever it is, make sure it's heavy, and and make sure it's dark, and make sure it's. Uh, you know, it's just got that. It does what it did to us when we heard it. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Right, right. <laughs> and that's why I mean it when I say that you guys are architects in the sonic realm, in the sense that nobody had ever really done what you did, and 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 still to this day. And I think there's so many out there that that just say, "Yeah, I want to do that." I, I, and and there's variations on the theme, you know, yeah. of so many years of that. Um, so my my gear guy on the show here, Rob Wingler, he he's our resident gear guy. He asked me to ask you, what was and I think I already know the answer, but what was your reasoning for moving moving from four string to eight and twelve string basses? Oh, um, I was I used to watch Cheap Trick, uh, you know, and I, I I never really paid a lot of attention, but I loved the bass playing. And I, well, Cheap Trick is one of my favorite bands. I mean, I have all their albums, yeah. but I never paid attention to Tom Peterson of what he was playing. I I knew I loved his sound, and it was really intriguing. Even back in '76, when the first record came out, mm-hmm. I was going, "What is this?" Yeah. And uh, King's X went on tour with them in '88, and there I see all these twelve-string basses. And uh, I was remember standing on the side of the stage, and Tom was standing right next to me, and lights were getting ready to go down, and they get ready to walk on stage to play and and uh i said tom you know that 12 string i mean those things are so cool he said hey check it out and he took it off himself and put it on me you know and he said play it and i tried to play it i'm right i left-handed so i couldn't play it but i just felt it and felt so good and i said dude this is awesome he says you should get one I'm going, I am, I will. And as soon as he put it back on, he walked out on stage to start playing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's what started that. <laughs> that's super cool. That is super cool. Yeah, back Tom in the- Tom Peterson is a guy that made it up. I mean, it was his, that's his brainchild. Yeah, that's, a, that's his invention, yeah. From sure. Hammer. They, they made that up. No one had ever made 12 strings before as far as I had. Yeah, not basses, no, for sure, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Matter of fact, when you were endorsing uh, Hamer basses, I was also a Hamer endorsee at that same time. Awesome. In the band that I was in at the time, and um, and uh, it was it was so cool. I remember t- going to visit the factory, and I saw something that they were building for you at the time. So uh-huh. I got to see it being built. So that was kind of neat. They would be pointed it out. You know, the Hamer, Hamer guitars, you know, I don't care what anybody says, some of the best guitars ever made. Absolutely. You know, I've been, I've had a lot of different bases from a lot of different companies, and, and they're all, you know, good. I'm not cutting anybody down, but some of our Hamer guitars were just like really, really, they just felt expensive and, and, and it, uh, durable. Mm-hmm. They, they were non-breakable. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had thrown those things around and beat them around so much. 
Yeah. Uh, I miss him. I got, there was a period of time in our lives when around 2000, remember when everybody lost their jobs and everything was all screwed up yeah. and uh, we weren't making any money and I had to pay bills and I ended up selling all my hammers. Oh. But a, a guy that loves hammers gave me great prices for him. So, I mean, it was wasn't like, I don't feel bad about it. I yeah. mean, he, he, he paid me for him, which is way more than they were worth, you know, and right. just because he's a fan and he has a, he has this, uh, he has a lot of guitars and he just loves that kind of stuff. So yeah. it all worked out really good. Well, that's good. Yeah. Those, they were so comfortable right out of the box, those guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the necks were just so perfect. It's like, it wasn't, you didn't have to worry about adjusting anything. It was just, like I said, real solid feeling. Yep, absolutely. I agree. Um, What kind of rigs are you using now when you're out there? I have my Doug pedal. Okay. uh, That's what I use all the time. Uh, I have a Doug amp, Doug Doug 4000 by by, uh, uh, Tech 21. They stopped making them a a couple years ago. Uh, 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 Tech 21 doesn't make amps anymore. They just make pedals now. They just... They just went to one thing. But uh, my pedal's doing really good. It was uh, number one in um, um, best pedal of the year. And and, uh, I forgot, uh, Bass Pair Magazine. So, you know, I got got some good... um, Kind of get got got some good love. <laughs> yeah, that's good. From, you know, a lot of people had that pedal, and I'm told so. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so here's a geeky question about the record. There's a there's mm-hmm. a track there's a track called Fl- Flood Part One. Is there a flood part two? Yeah, I wrote that song as a magnum opus. It was like ten minutes long or so, and and um, as I listened to it, I just felt like it was too disjointed, and I took half the song, half half the uh, parts out, and made a whole other song out of it, which worked. And so I just call it part two. It, they're, they're two separate songs, but uh, for, but you know that's how I categorize it in my archives of demos. <laughs> okay, flood part one, flood part two. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point we might get to hear flood part one, part part two. I'm pretty sure you will, either with King's X or on a solo record. Sweet, or it, sweet. It'll be out. I like the song enough to want to get it out. That's cool. Speaking of the solo stuff, will there be some? I know we're talking. We're very focused on on the new record but um is is there any plans for another solo record oh yeah there will always be solo records <laughs> whether <laughs> it's king's x or not i write music and i'm gonna throw stuff out there anyway you know right. um uh i forgot what i was gonna say no anyway <laughs> yeah that's that's cool that's so cool um yeah i mean wow i think i've seen you on i, I know i saw you on the first record, the Electric Church record, uh, and then I saw you for the Pineapple Skunk record. At this, oh wow! Yeah, I saw a tour for that, um, and that was amazing. Uh, you played. Oh, thanks. You played a lot of guitar. You played a lot of guitar on that one. On that tour. Yeah, I won't do that again. I, I don't enjoy playing guitar. I'm not a guitar player. I'm a, I love playing bass. I have fun. I have fun playing bass and singing, but playing that guitar and singing was just—it was work all night long. Yeah. So, how cool was it with uh, Paul Schaefer and uh, oh, I can't remember her name now. Uh, it's Felicia. Felicia. Yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty amazing. That was outstanding. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it sounded good too. They rocked it. You they, know? Were. they were like they were like little kids <laughs> who had just played with their favorite band. I mean, you should have seen them. I never seen somebody two people so excited about <laughs> about being able to play and do all that. You know, they they were true fans, and, and it just made me smile. I love those people. It was it was it was super cool to see. It really really was. Um, so, how far is this tour going to take y'all? Um, well, you know, the, for King's X, it's just a, a tour never ends. Yeah, you know, true. We go out, we come home, we go out, we come home. So, and we do weekends mainly, you know, because uh, we fly in, do a, a, you know an area, and then come home because it's you know just more economical. Mm-hmm. So those who keep coming, and we'll just keep putting, letting people know what's happening. That's and cool. uh, keep doing that. We just got so far. We have only you know the shows coming up in Texas and and the month before that. I think we got a bunch of shows. I can't remember where they're at. <laughs> I don't pay attention. <laughs> um, when you guys were touring for the, uh, just to let you know, just to let everybody else know how cool you are. When you guys were touring on uh, uh, the uh, Bulbous tour, please come home, Mister Bulbous. Um, I went to see you, and and uh, I had had someone done in calligraphy on parchment paper the chorus from the song "Soul" on your Electric Church record, and uh, I had told you I just bought I just bought a house, my first house, and I want to hang this in the vestibule of my first house. Would you sign it? And you signed it for me, and you thought it was super cool. And it was, and it still hangs in my house. Awesome. Um, to have those lyrics hanging there because it meant so much to me. You, sir, mean the world to me. You and your music and everything that you've you've given me over the years, your music has been salve to my soul and uh, has brought me together with, with like-minded people. And um, I got to tell you, man, I, I was... I've never been nervous about doing this show ever in my entire life. I've been doing this show for 10 years. 10 years I've been doing this show, and I've had Leslie West on, and I've had, you know, all these other folks on. But you, you, you were the, uh, you were the one I've always wanted to have on the show. And I, well, thank you. I can't thank you enough for taking the time out to talk to me today. And, uh, Speaking of Leslie West, I met him one time, and he's a huge King's X fan. That doesn't surprise me. He was a trick. It did. It blew me away. He shook my hand and says, you are in... Oh, my God. He looked up at me and said, <laughs> I love you. He took both hands and put them on mine, and he started telling me how much he liked King's X. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that is super I said, cool. dude, I learned Mississippi Queen <laughs> you know, back when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh, my God. Folks, the record is called Three Sides of One. Don't just stream it. Go and buy it. Go buy this record so they'll make more. Please. Doug, thanks so much for being here with me today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Can you, <laughs> you hold on one second, but we're going to sign off right here. Oh, yeah.
out Guitar Radio Show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, GuitarRadioShow.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Find Guitar Radio Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember, if you like the artists you hear on Guitar Radio Show, don't just stream their music, buy it. GRS Productions. BMF Effects. BMFFX.com. Built by hand in Southern California. Overdrive, fuzz, wah, boosts, chorus, compressor, and vibe pedals with a purpose. Purchase online at BMFFX.com or BMFFX Official Shop on Reverb. Enhance your tone and playing experience today with BMFFX, bmffx.com. Great tone, made simple. Guitar players are always searching for the tone that will define their playing identity. Geppetto pickups, wide spectrum of tones, and sonic colors inspire and instill a newfound confidence in the player that comes from having amazing tone. Single coils, humbuckers, and bass pickups wound and constructed by hand to a level of perfection that will finally satisfy that search for tone and enhance your playing. Go to GeppettoGuitars.com. We'll give your guitar its voice, but you'll make it sing. Hello. You know who this is. You are listening to the guitar radio show. Wow!